What's up, everyone? My name is Elle, and I'm your Radio Reina. For those of you who don't know me or may be new to what I'm about, I'm just your everyday Boricua with a passion for pop culture using my voice to bring a little fire to your daily podcast intake. You're probably asking yourself, all right, I'm here. What's this all about, Elle? Well, as you might have figured out, I have started my own podcast. Turns out I like sharing my voice and stories to entertain people, so what better way to do that than recording the random conversations I have with myself at home? So I've decided to call this little podcast The Mezcla. And if you don't speak Spanish, I promise it's okay. Don't worry. La Mezcla means the mix because just like me, it's going to be like a different mix of a bunch of things. From video games to music to that one time Gavin DeGraw yelled at me at the Grammys. I'm looking to entertain you and talk about as much as possible each week. That being said, definitely know if there's anything you'd like to hear on a show and I'll do my best to make that happen. This week, to kick off my podcast adventures, I want to talk to you about the things we worship in the 90s and early 2000s that were actually the worst. As a 90s baby myself, I yearned for the days when life was simple and my biggest concern was whether or not I fed my Tamagotchi that day. But alas, here we are, 18 plus years later, and all of the old things we cherished have been laid to rest in a tacky Von Dutch casket doused in juice bear body spray. However, looking back on those days, a lot of the things we were obsessed with were actually pretty awful products. First things first, we cannot pretend L'Oreal No Tears Kid Shampoo was ever a good decision. I don't know if it was like the packaging, you know, brightly colored, it looks like there's an eyeball on it, or the curiosity of whether or not it would actually hurt if we drizzled it into our eyeballs. But for some reason, we all, we all had that stuff. I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you all, and all of you mad scientists out there who were squirting soap into your eyes so the rest of us didn't have to, you guys were duped, and I'm so sorry. You see, the English language, we have this thing where we like to spell words the same but pronounce them differently depending on what we're talking about. For example, like read and read. Well, no tears was actually supposed to mean no tears, meaning no split ends according to L'Oreal. But don't worry, it's not your fault. You didn't choose how English works. You did choose to put soap in your eyes, but you did not choose to misread that. That is not your fault. But hear me out. That product was literally never meant to be used in your eyes, like ever. But hey, on the plus side, you know, I'd rather you guys be doing that than chewing on Tide Pods for fun, but that's just me. Speaking of hygiene and beauty products that were an awful decision, do we all remember when Jessica Simpson made that line of like edible body products and it's supposed to be like fun and kind of like flirty, but we all probably should have realized the immense amount of red flags on that one. Ultimately, it did get out of hand. I remember walking into a Walgreens and seeing a display for it all and being like, gross. Uh, I hope this doesn't encourage people to eat these products in like mass quantities. And the cashier, like she looked me dead in the eyes, like deadpan, just straight face. She just goes, I watched a woman drink half a bottle of lotion before she realized the lotion was the only non-edible product in the line. I had no idea how to respond to that. Like, cause if that doesn't scream bad idea, then I have no idea how to help you. If you're trying to eat half a bottle of lotion just because it has the word edible on it, I feel like you probably have more issues than I can, I can maybe assist you with, you know? It's kind of like, edible means you can get it in your mouth and taste it and it's probably fine, but it also probably doesn't mean drink a half a bottle of body soap, you know, and do that frequently. It's not supposed to like replace snacks, but I guess I get what Jessica Simpson was going for, but we were not ready for that type of kinkiness. <laughs> 
So terrible 90s or early 2000s product number three, easy squeeze colorful ketchup. And before, before I say anything, don't you dare, dare try to tell me that it just tasted like ketchup because no, it did not. The first time you popped open a bottle of green ketchup in excitement for colorful smiley fries, I get it. It was great to think your food was gonna look like something out of Shrek, but when you take that first bite, you're like, oh, wow, this tastes like tomato flavored water and food dye. Easy Squeeze, it was basically like the LaCroix of ketchup, except horrible. Cause don't get me wrong, I love me some LaCroix, but Easy Squeeze was like a hint of ketchup, but mostly food dye. And if you preferred Easy Squeeze to regular ketchup, I genuinely, I would probably call you like a straight up liar because I have never been like, oh, do you know what these French fries need? Plastic with a hint of tomato. I'm sorry, y'all, but that that one was, you know, I get the appeal of purple ketchup, I guess. We were all begging our parents for it, but that, that, did not, that was not ketchup. Next up, we have to get to like material things. So next up we have inflatable furniture. I know we all thought like, wow, this, this is the future. You know, when we went into limited two and saw our first inflatable purple chair and after 20 minutes of begging our parents to buy this thing so we could pretend we were straight out of Xenon girl of the 21st century, we finally bought the heinous thing. And after two hours, two, hours of trying to inflate it, you take your first stiff sit on the plastic only to realize that it is super uncomfortable. All the while the chair is deflating every second you're in it and inevitably it would pop three days later. You know, we were excited and it looked cool, but we did not, we did not nail it on that one. Speaking of inflatable things, the next one, granted, before anybody gets mad, it's super fun as an adult, but it is kind of like a questionable kid's toy. I'm talking about sock and boppers. Way more fun than a pillow fight, right? Except getting hit with a sock and bopper was like getting hit with a more compact and stiffer version of that inflatable chair from earlier, but with a fist inside of it. So the thing about sock and boppers is that any other time of the day, you know, you'd be grounded for a month for hitting your sibling, but your parents were like, oh, it only counts if it's a bare fist, so go ahead. Like we were marketing for kids to beat the hell out of each other for fun, and I'm not gonna lie, sock and boppers are still dope and I still own a pair, so I'm not mad, but it's more like now that I'm, you know, 23, I'm gonna like hide in a closet on Christmas and when somebody opens that, I'm gonna just deck them. It's a little, it's a little different. Sock and boppers are fun, but that's one of those things like you definitely need like adult supervision because I don't trust a kid with an inflatable fist, but maybe that's just me. Next up y'all, Kids Bop. Man, there's a special place in hell for the person who created Kids Bop. If anyone doesn't remember, Kids Bop was when they took popular songs, changed the words to make them like clean, and then kids would sing them to other kids. 90% of us were already listening to Nelly and DMX, so at that point, you might as well just let it go. On top of that, they had the entire cast of Children of the Corn do all the recordings. It was it was something else. Like, it was a really terrible thing. And honestly, we probably should have shut that down immediately, but here we are almost two decades later and they are still making them. Y'all, I don't, I don't know why we have to keep doing this. You know, just buy the clean version of any song you can hear on the radio. You can do that without hearing a nine-year-old sing it for 12 hours straight, but we're still there. The last one I'm gonna leave you with is Moon Shoes. Moon Shoes were basically like portable trampolines for your feet. You strap yourself into a super tall plastic boot with giant rubber bands like supporting the foot pad, which sounds fun, but it's all fun and games until your ankle gives out on you or you aren't paying attention trying to clear a door frame and you fall face first into a ground. I feel like astronauts, they probably make walking on the moon look like super fun because you're weightless and all, but these shoes, these moon boots added like 10 pounds to your feet and made it feel like you were trying to jump around on rubber bands with cinder blocks attached to them. And it was like near impossible to walk around the house. 
but nothing sounds more fun than making it more difficult to walk, right? Definitely didn't give me the zero gravity feeling. It made me feel like there was more gravity. Like if I wasn't falling over in these things or if my legs weren't dragging because I'm the shortest person in the world, honestly was not that exciting for me. But regardless of all the failures, there was a lot of triumphs of the late 90s and early 2000s. We have to admit that it was some of the most fun times we probably ever had. Technology is cool and all, but even at that time, the only game we had made for us was like Oregon Trail. So we all feared whether or not it was really that easy to get scarlet fever and if we would be able to kill enough deer to buy musket balls. But if we had to find other ways of entertaining ourselves, that was really easy in the late 90s and early 2000s. In all reality, I kind of feel bad for anybody who missed out on that time because even though it was a hot mess, it was still pretty awesome. I perpetually live in the 90s because the cartoons were the bomb, but I'm gonna leave that for another day. I will absolutely be talking about the best cartoons ever. But that's all I've got for you for this time, guys. Um, tune in next week. I'm gonna be talking a little bit about reggaeton and what makes it straight fire. Uh, thanks again for listening to my first ever episode of La Mezcla. I'm Elle, your Radio Reina, and I'll see you next time.